I want to talk about best player available, a draft approach that I think is really the only approach to kick off right when you start your draft and pretty much keep the, this draft style in play during every one of your drafts through the entire draft. Now, are there reasons to deviate from best player available? Sure. And I'll break that down. But I think it's a very important topic because too many people DM me and message me and email me on a daily basis saying, Smitty, who should I take at number eight? As if I'm going to tell them a name, one single name, and not consider the flow of the draft. You know, who they're drafting with. Will people go quarterback early, quarterback late? All that stuff can influence things when everything's equal. But I'm going to tell you why to always go best player available in general. Let's go. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. Guys, I'm going to be producing a podcast every single day from here on out uh, during the at least August and September uh, months. If I don't drop a podcast, let me know. Find me on Instagram. Comment on my YouTube page at smitty1.com. Let me know. And get your sleeperu.com membership today um, over at sleeperu.com. Smitty1.com is where you find the video version of this show. Okay, let's get to it. As your foundation in every single draft you kick off. And and yes, you deviate from it from time to time. An example being, you know, Lamar and Mahomes fall way later than, than they should. And you had no plans in taking Mahomes or Lamar at 3.03. But for whatever crazy reason in this draft people hate drafting QBs early you didn't know that time to, to pivot and take one of those QBs even if you had a plan to get Kyler or Watson later or whatever um, another example would be Kelsey or Kittle falling to 3.04 or 3.03 that happens a lot it's crazy or if Eckler or Drake fell to like 17 or 18 overall and you already went running back in the first round with all of your plans and intentions to draft to draft like a Godwin or a wide receiver in round two, guess what? Drake or Eckler are sitting there staring you at the, in the face. You take them, and you go running back, running back. You gotta be flexible, and let flow of draft determine who you're gonna draft. Not your plan that you set out before you even walked in the room, and knew who was on the. I mean, why not auto pick at that point? If you're just gonna draft a certain way, no matter what, why not just set your team to auto pick? And not even show up for 2020 and just check at the end of the year. Did I win? Because that's how that feels to me. Like, Smitty, do I go running back, running back, wide receiver in my draft? I get that email all the time. And I oh, I always respond. I try and be as, as kind as I can be. I don't want to to be too uh, uh, snap back too quickly at people. And But I have to, like, prove my point and be like, look, look what are you doing? Why are you going to set yourself up for a certain draft before you even know what pieces are on the board or what pieces have been taken off the board. Now, there are certain times where I feel like I can kind of predict what what you should do. And that's like in the 10, 11, 12 draft slot. And the reason I can kind of predict that, you know, if you said, Smitty, give me advice, I'm only going to get one sentence from you. They're going to put me in a room, lock the door. I won't be able to communicate with anybody during, until the draft is over. It's like, uh, uh, you know, when they decide who the Pope is, they lock you in a room for, for weeks until they they uh, <laughs> they shoot the white smoke out the chimney and you know that they've elected the new Pope. That's the draft I'm going in, Smitty. Tell me one piece of advice. 
I'm drafting at number 11 overall. I would probably then say, you know what, let me speculate for you. Unless something goes crazy, make sure you adapt if it does. But I can pretty much tell you that I've never drafted a team that I didn't like from the 10, 11, 12 spot when I've gone running back, running back, whereas I have drafted several teams, mock drafted, mind you, bad teams, teams I was not happy with drafting from the 10, 11, 12 spot when I've gone wide receiver, wide receiver, or I've gone wide receiver and then tried to go running back with the second pick. Most important thing here isn't that you need to go running back, running back. It's that you most likely need to go running back and then let flow determine whether you go wide receiver or running back or quarterback or whatever. Because the difference between, and this is even more the case at like pick six or pick five, the difference between Mike Thomas and a Godwin, and you can insert a different player if you don't like Godwin for whatever reason, you love Mike, Mike Evans more, or you like uh, you know, wide receiver of that caliber. Hopkins has been falling to the number 15 overall, 14 overall on so many occasions, I can't even believe it lately. Hopkins is like becoming the biggest steal in the mid-second round right now. But let's say Dalvin Cook or Elliott or Kamara are on the board there for you at that 5-6 range. The difference between the running back and that, the running back in the second round that you'd get if you went Mike Thomas instead of Dalvin Cook, the difference between the running back you get in the second round and, and Dalvin Cook is probably a lot greater. There's a bigger gap in talent than Mike Thomas and Godwin than Mike Thomas and Mike Evans. I'm not saying I want Mike Evans or Godwin over Mike Thomas. I'm not saying it's even all that close, but it's a lot closer than Dalvin Cook or Kamara in the running back you're taking at the bottom or middle of the second round, typically. Now, Drake or Eckler fall, then I do like Mike Thomas, Drake, and Eckler. And those are the rare instances where I've walked out of my my draft, uh, my mock drafting where I did go wide receiver first and I liked it but it's rare because more times than not probably I'd say 70 or 80 percent of the time the running back that was left in the second round I didn't like at all and I ended up going you know Mahomes or or Lamar which I was fine with but I'd already made my commitment that I couldn't take back and I went wide receiver so then my running backs are weak because now I'm going with a a guy I like in Melvin Gordon but more so as my running back two or, or flex now I've got Melvin Gordon now you're forced to either take David Johnson or Gurley or a guy you don't believe in like Fournette and you just hate your team. You walk out, you're like, what the hell did I do? I took Mike Thomas, the best player available. Everybody told me I got to take Mike Thomas. You get ridiculed if, you'd let me, if, you like, if you let Mike Thomas fall too far, people just go crazy. Like that's When I let Mike Thomas go past me at like six or seven, people are like, oh my God, he passed on Mike Thomas? Yeah, I did. I did. And on paper, that might not look like the best move. But because Josh Jacobs or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and you might disagree with one or two of those names, insert the name you like. You don't have to use the same players or rankings. Use the philosophy. It doesn't have to be the same players. It's the concept. And there's got to be a running back or two or three, whether it's Eckler, Drake, Josh Jacobs, Mix in whoever you like in that bottom second, bottom first round. Whatever running back you like, there's got to be a wide receiver or, or a running back you like more than, than Mike Thomas or like somewhat close to Mike Thomas. And then pair Godwin with that running back and then see if you like your team better. 
for me, it's Jacobs, it's, um, it's Cook, it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And, and, and then if I could go Jacobs and like Eckler in back-to-back 11 or close to back-to-back 11 and 13 picks or if I have the 12 and – I'm sorry, 11 and 14. And if I have the 12 and 13, I, I might go Drake and Josh Jacobs or you could even go Drake or Drake and Eckler. I don't care if people don't like that. I like that. That's what's important to me is what I like, not what you like. You draft who you like. I draft who I like. I try and guide you along the way, but you guys got to trust your gut too. You can't just – blindly follow an analyst we miss things too some years more than others you got to trust your gut you got to use an analyst point of view as a north star try and keep you on course but remember your own gut and stay true to your own beliefs that's the most important thing i could tell anybody you know if you think drake is could be good as i do let me help you cement that into your brain and, and accept it and maybe take the risk that you wanted to take but you might not have if you, if you hadn't heard my content but if you don't like drake at all and i'm telling you drake's a top five to ten running back but you don't like him at all don't blindly follow my advice and then email me the next year if i miss on that and, and land 15 other things and you're like you suck you got drake wrong i'm never listening to you again i knew it i knew he was gonna be bad no you didn't knew it or you wouldn't have done it you thought it too at some level or you wouldn't have just taken it, right? Or or you bl- you blindly followed what someone else said. You can't do that. So trust your own gut and make, you know, good decisions for yourself and and use guidance. But best player available, the best thing I can the best advice I could give anybody is is to when you're on the clock, it seems so um obvious, but it's not. It's so hard to follow. But when you're on the clock, ask yourself, who? And ask yourself, you know, you don't have to say it out loud, but make sure you're going through the actual exercise. Say, who's the best player? Who by far feels like the best player available? So let's go through it. You're on the clock. It's number six overall. Uh, Elliot's gone. Obviously, Barkley and McCaffrey are gone. Um, Elliot's gone. Kamara's gone. Um, Let's say the only player that is sitting there is Dalvin Cook, you know, Mike Thomas is technically the best player available with Cook, or they're equal. So then you say to yourself, okay, I kind of know I'm not going to like the running backs later. Things are all kind of equal. I'm taking the best player available, and it's a running back at this point. Because of knowing that information, it, it makes the running back more valuable. I'm taking Dalvin Cook. Okay, so then you go through your draft. Your whole time you're going, oh, God, I got to take God. I got to take Godwin. I got to take Godwin. I got to take Godwin. I got to take Evans. And you get there, and Mahomes is there. Now, if if Eckler or Drake or Hopkins were there, or Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill, then they're the best player available because those guys belong a whole hell of a lot higher than that. But if you're just talking about Godwin and Evans, who are, you know, they belong in the in the second round. They're really good second round wide receivers, and Evans falls into the third round a lot. But you're sitting there, and Mahomes is sitting there. In my opinion, and my opinion might be different than your opinion, but in my opinion, Mahomes is the best player by far, 100%, without question, without equivocation. I don't care if it's a four-point TD league, but especially in a six-point TD league, Mahomes is the best player available. And I take Mahomes, even though my plan of attack was to go wide receiver, I don't care. I'll fill the void later, and guess what? The reason I love the running back, running back, so much from the 11, the 10, the 12, 
or in general, or at least running back and then later on flexibility in the second round. The reason I like that is because this is the one year where the fourth and fifth and sixth round are loaded with wide receivers that I believe can flirt and have cups of coffee with the wide receiver ones in 2020. And those, those, those wide receivers are a long list of DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, uh, Hollywood Brown, DJ Chark, uh, uh, you know, a Rob, a lot of guys that you can get in the, in the fourth, you know, sometimes you go third or whatever, fourth, specifically fourth, fifth, and six, you can grab two, three, four of those guys, and you end up having, I think, a wide receiver crew that can hang with anybody's. And you got to focus on Josh Jacobs, or, or in this case, we said Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook or Kamara, and then Mahomes fell. You took Mahomes. And let's say Kelsey or Kittle fell to the third round. You're like, screw it. You know, I'll go Kamara, Mahomes, Kelsey. And people are like, you have no wide receivers. Go A.J. Brown in the fourth, D.K. Metcalf in the fifth. I doubt Chark lands to the sixth. He probably goes in the fourth or fifth. But if he's there, you take him. If he's not, you take Hollywood. And you have yourself the best team in the league. Because you went best player available. You took a swing and tried to hit a home run on every single one of your picks. But a smart swing wasn't a swing for the fences. You literally, after every selection, you go, damn, that was the best guy available. When you can say that at every turn, I can pretty much guarantee, unless you're just a warrior ward and you just... You come out of your draft and you're like, dang, I have a very weak wide receiver three and I can't sleep at night because I have anxiety. Over. Like, you're probably one of those guys that would rather draft on auto pick than, than use some balls and, and have no wide receiver three to speak of in, in other people's opinions. And yet you have this, like, Nicole Hardman you're shoving into your wide receiver three on day one. That's me. That's how I draft. I literally won't draft a, a wide receiver three sometimes in this loading up on all these other positions and then I come around to my wide receiver three and people are like, are you going to take a wide receiver three? And I'm like, yeah, his name's Meikle Hardman. And I'm going to roll the dice and put my, my balls on the table and shove him out there and see what see how you like that come end of year. Oh, yeah, now now how's Meikle look? And if I miss a Meikle, maybe I shove Slayton in there in week three or four because I like him too. And he could be a, a home run wide receiver three. You know, or C.D. Lamb kicking it into gear in week 9, 10, 11, 12 on up and becoming the, the true wide receiver one in Dallas down the stretch. Who knows? I got a lot of tricks up my sleeve for the wide receiver three. And I'm a running back two. So I can't emphasize enough to ask the question, pose it to yourself in your head while you're making your draft selection, Am I taking Fournette because he's safe and he's a running back and I need a running back? Or are you going to put your balls on the line, draft a, a, a Mahomes or a Lamar or a Kelsey or a Kittle and say, I'll go get a Kareem Hunt or a, a Melvin Gordon later. I'll figure it out. You know, Ingram and JK together, you could do that as a running back too. Get crafty, get creative, be bold, be calculated, but be bold and draft best player available. Now go get it. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show.